Welcome to Reading Radio. I'm Jason. And I'm Alora. Thank you all for listening and for sharing our recent episodes. We are at the end of February on track to have the largest download month we've ever had. Definitely uh, the first month download. So our most recent book, Lord of the Flies, is the number one best. I don't know how to say it. In its first month, it's had the most downloads. I don't know if there's a term for that or not. Maybe I should be more into this podcasting stuff. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all for joining us and doing that and helping out. We greatly appreciate it. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? School. Mm-hmm. How's that going? It's school. <laughs> um, I've kind of started co- getting back into like coding again. I'm using code.org to make a, an Avengers quote quiz, which oh, is fun. Fine. So you're, it's actually a quiz game yeah. for app kind of thing? Nice. With code.org, can you actually publish it? You can. It's yeah. just all in a collection. Okay. Cool. Well, that's interesting. What else are you up to? Guitar. Practicing guitar. And then we, as a family, have been going through and watching all the Marvel movies chronologically. True story. We got Disney Plus a few weeks ago, and we've just been pounding. Um, we're probably not going to keep it the whole time. We did The Mandalorian, and then we're going through Marvel, and then we'll probably hang it up for a minute, pick up something else, because we like to rotate our services. Yeah, I think we like quarter the way through already no not even close we just finished dark world there's still plenty to go okay once you count the tv shows because yeah tv have, shows take forever yeah if, that, if you have to watch a whole series before you can watch another movie that's going to take a while but at least we found a list on the internet that gives us everything and and the seasons placed in order <clears throat> and disney has almost everything hopefully by the time we get there they'll have age of ultron back or no infinity, infinity War. War. that's the one they don't have cool all right, well, why don't you tell us... Um, what have you been up to first? Oh, what have I been up to? That's a great question. Question me. Now I have to question you. <laughs> so I've been being a dad. That's always fun. Uh, sometimes it's To your headache. amazing daughters. Yes. Yes. One of them. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, outside of that, working on the other podcast and taking some opportunities to do some leadership training at a local retail company. Actually, tomorrow I'll be doing that. That's a great opportunity. So I'm very thankful. Um, so just teaching leadership, finding some public speaking opportunities, looking for coaching opportunities to get my certification. Have to do so many hours of coaching before you, before you get that. So that's that. That work is keeping me busy. So our book this month, you said you wanted me to do the introduction, uh, but it was your choice. So yes. I am going to ask you. It's Stolen Girl by Marsha Skripik, as I believe how it's pronounced. But if you're looking to spell it, it's S K R Y P U C H. But I actually listened to her pronounce it, and I believe that's how it was. Or it's closer to that than it is Scry Punch, which is how I've been pronouncing it. <laughs> so set in World War, in and around World War II, what made you pick up this book? Um, I, this is one that I actually don't have a story for getting. I just found it on the shelf, and it looked really interesting, so I picked it up. Was and it, I said, hey, Dad, we're reading this for the podcast. It's nuts. Was it like in the uh, suggested section or just randomly on a shelf? Just randomly on a shelf. I think it was one of the new books. Okay, so at least on a new shelf somewhere. Yeah. Which just goes to show you, sometimes at the public library, you keep your eyes open, you can find some interesting stuff. We love our libraries here in Columbus. Yes. Good, we're always good stuff. We're there a lot. Yeah, well, we're always picking up books. The fact that you can reserve them online is both good and bad, I think. Because you have to get on there. If you ever want to read a book that's popular, you've got to get in line and wait for it. Or you you know, could buy it. I shouldn't complain about free stuff. Well, prepaid stuff. But it's nice. And that's what, So every week or so, we've got to go pick up stuff and 
movies and books and whatever else we have going on. And then I come back with a pile of my reserved books and a pile of books that I just found while I'm there. So n- no inclination, no recommendation. You, this is a ra- this is kind of a random choice. Yes. It worked out pretty well. Yes. I thought. So let me read. Her memories of the war are messy, coming back to her in dreams and fragments she can't control. Though her adoptive mother says they're safe now, Nadia's flashbacks keep coming. Sometimes she remembers running, hunger, and isolation. But other times she remembers living with a German family and attending big rallies where she was praised for her light hair and blue eyes. The puzzle pieces don't quite fit together, and Nadia is scared. She's scared of what might be true. Could she have been raised by Nazis? Were they her real family? What part did she play in the war? What Nadia finally discovers about her own history will shock her, but only when she understands the past can she truly face her future. Inspired by startling true events, Marsha Forchuk Skripik, I'm hoping that's right and I apologize if it's not, delivers a gripping and poignant story <clears throat> and one of great determination to uncover the truth. Directly from the inside cover, so we're still within non-spoiler territory as far as I'm concerned. Yes. So what did you think when I said we're going to do this book? Well, I, like you, had no idea. You know, I'd never heard of it. I'd never even heard of the author. Um, but I was interested. Uh, I love historical fiction. Um, interested especially around World War II. I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. But it always, probably because of Indiana Jones and Marvel, honestly. Captain America is like my base knowledge for World War II. Right, which is probably not the best. <laughs> Accuracy. Eh, well... Well, like I was telling you, like there are know, too many likes there. Well, I was telling you there was there's actually some truth there where the Hitler was looking for occult tools that might be powerful weapons that he could use. He had a very big interest in, you know, occultism, spiritualism, things like that. So there but, may be a super soldier out there on the ice. There might be somewhere out there, but probably not. We probably would have known about that. So not knowing anything, what did you learn? Well, you know what, maybe we should uh, discuss our opinions before we get into it, and then we'll have a spoiler zone. Yes. So general opinions without giving anything away. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I don't know if I was, like, what I was expecting, but this exceeded those expectations that I don't know what they were. And you already have the second book in the series here ready to read, right? Yes. Yeah, I've asked her not to read anything if we're going to review it for the, for the podcast, she's not allowed to read the next book because then she gets confused as to what happened when and it, it just the leads to problems. Runners. Yeah, after the, the Maze Runner... Wow, I'm talking too fast. After the Maze Runner incident of 2018. That was a long time ago. I know, we've been doing this for a minute. So it's going to keep feeling longer and longer. Someday we should do somewhere we revisit old books that we, like maybe redo Bridge to Terabithia since the quality on that one's actually a little bit garbage and... See if we change our opinions on it or if we understand them differently. It'd be an interesting adventure. Oh, that would be interesting. That'd be like a bonus episode. So, scale from one to five, what do you give the book? Three and a half. Three and a half? Yeah, I was going to say three and a half, four. Yeah, I'll go four. I'll go four. I think this was a solid, solid book. Not only from the historical fiction perspective, but also because of the way she wrote it, blending memories with what's happening currently. And really, I thought, brought you into the world of Nadia and helped you understand the trials of somebody moving to a new country as a refugee and under- and figuring out how all that played together. It was also interesting because she is a younger girl, only about 11 or 12. Nadia was? You mean? Yes. Yeah. I thought you meant the author for a second. I'm like, I don't think so. No. So it was interesting to see it from more of a child's perspective. 
Yes, and that helps when you're writing young adult fiction book because the people who are targeting, who are your target audience, will understand that perspective a bit more. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to head into spoiler territory now. If you have not read Stolen Girl, please go pick it up either from Amazon. You can find links to buy it from Amazon on our website or go to your local library and pick it up. Um, but check it out and read it and then you'll understand what we're talking about. Go forward. You've been right. warned. Go ahead. You, it opens with her being there and coming into the city with the parsh- with the house. Mm-hmm. With it being partially built with her mother and father. Which is what she's being told to call them, but she keeps calling them by their names. Marusa and Ivan instead of mother and father. Right. So that's interesting to start off with because they keep correcting her what she's saying. Which indicates something later to come on. Right. There's definitely some foreshadowing there. What, yes. Why, why, okay, why is this girl traveling? Who's she actually traveling with? What's going on? Yeah. That led to a great mystery, which kind of grabbed me right away. I went through the first three or four chapters. I actually read this book in three sittings, I think. I would have gotten two, but I had to drive. It's not very long. No, no. It was an easy read, but it was, it was captivating. Yes. I, I was brought in immediately from that first, what's going on? Who are these people? What's the story? Um, I actually didn't read that little introduction before I started the book. I jumped right into the book. Did you read it? The introduction. The, the little, like what I just read. Oh, I think I did when I was at the library. Ah, so that made you think about it? Yeah, and then I read the um, end part as well, like from the author, which was also very interesting. But you read that before you read No, the I book? read that after. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. So what did you think, <clears throat> or maybe I should ask, what did you learn about World War Two? And what happened in Europe from the book? It was interesting how she had like the three different personalities, people that she was throughout the time of the book, through the different memories. So she had the child, uh, Ukrainian, and then she's taken and gave given to the rush to the Germans. No, did you know that was a thing though? No. So I don't know that I really knew that was a thing either. Uh, but apparently, according to the back of the book, the what they call the Brown Sisters, is that what they were called? Mm-hmm. They would go and find Aryan-looking children, these blonde-haired, blue-eyed, supreme race, quote And they'd unquote. get them to tell, give them where they live and stuff like that, because they'd be kids by offering them with candy. And then sometimes they'd come in and take the kids, and if the parents weren't willing, they'd shoot the parents, or they'd come in in the night, take the kids, and if there's any resistance, shoot the parents. Right. So you're being killed, or sorry, your parents are being killed because you have blonde hair and blue eyes, and you're like what they consider to be the perfect species. And that's got to traumatize you, apart from being ripped away from your family. Yes. But then you're given to this German family to be raised, so just so that they can increase the genetic pool of blonde hair, blue eyed, again, quote unquote, perfect children. Well, it also depended on ages. Different things happen depending on what age you were. Infants were given straight to the families. A a bit older than that, you'd go to school first. And older than that, you'd go to boarding school and have to forget everything you knew. Yeah, I think it was all a brainwashing system. Yes. So that they could, you know, train them and train out of them whatever they they wanted to. They also had to be like the perfect size. Because at the end, one of the memories she finally puts together is her as her sister being there. And they're different sizes. Right, they measured their heads. They they measured measured everything. Trying to, again, trying to find that perfect, it's almost like, it's so, I mean, so horrible. It's almost like a breeding exercise. They're looking for 
if you look at like a dog show or horse show, they're looking for these perfect proportions that are supposed to fit the standard is what it's called. And that's basically what they're doing for human beings. And twins. They, I remember, I heard this somewhere. They would experiment on twins to see how to get those to happen more often as well. Right. So they could, again, repopulate. It's, it's a, World War II is a really tragic event in human history for a lot of reasons. Obviously, the Holocaust was there. It probably could have been avoided if we'd not treated Germany so poorly during or after World War One. The treaty that we, the treaty that we had, just just crushed them, so they didn't have any hope. And so when Hitler rose up, it was kind of like, hey, "Life sucks, but this guy says he he can do something. Let's make it happen." I, don't know. I mean, I I don't know what I would do in that circumstance. Nobody really does. But okay, so you're saying her three her three personalities. Yeah. What was her name as a German? Gretchen. Gretchen. Yeah. And then finally, Nadia. Nadia. She could also tell when she like when she was Gretchen, she didn't quite fit in. The parents favored Eva, their biological daughter, over her. Sure. Well, I I don't know if they wanted this child or if it was just thrust on them because he was a high-ranking Nazi. I never quite got that clear. Yeah, I don't think they wanted her either. So it might have just been, here's a gift from the Fuhrer. You can't turn that down. Mm-mm. So you just take her in and you buy her a nice dress. And obviously she's always going to be somewhat mistreated. Which is scary. I mean, it would just be a horrible situation all around. Yeah, it would be. Except she could, I mean, she had food. (laughs) That's the only thing you could say. She was in a war-torn country and she was provided for in that aspect, but that's not enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Food, water, that's something. Right. And a cute baby sister. We never find out what happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I was really intrigued. Uh, I think what grabbed my attention was when they were, when they first arrived and they were looking for something to eat. And they were tricked into buying ice cream? Yes. Like, what kind of person does that? And takes it... And, like, they, they, they don't know that they can say no. Because he, he gave them a sample. And now they're... Oh, you have to buy it. You, you ate it. Are you kidding me? That's so mean. Like, that's terrible. Yeah, totally taking advantage of these people who don't know any better. Who are just, just here trying to survive. Who who left... And, like, a whole life that's been destroyed. A special place in Hades for people who do that kind of stuff but it's a whole other topic but that's that's kind of what grabbed me like okay how do they survive what do they do how do they figure anything out I've never been in an environment so foreign I've never gone I mean I've never even traveled to any place but Canada outside of the country and Canada is pretty much America but nicer and with funny money like well they've got the queen on their money (laughs) We we have dead presidents they have the queen it's fun but I it's pretty much a Western culture. Like to move from Ukraine to Canada would be such a shift. I don't know how I would react. I guess I mean you human beings are survivors, so I'd figure You'd it out. Do it the best you could. Right. But how do you think you would react moving to an entirely new world? Let's assume you've even doing it with us. It would still be terrifying. Because It'd take a while to get a hang of the language, even if you think you know it, having it in conversation is completely different. You have to get used to, like, they probably have different food, different everything. Sure. Yeah, and in, in this era, this was not a time where everybody had everything. Mm-hmm. So there definitely would be different food. It was more isolated. Of course, probably... There's not be- a McDonald's in the majority of the countries. It's Canada, so they probably had better food, just guessing. But they wouldn't have their native things that they're used to. Now, it seemed like they had a small Ukrainian community... There Inside a, there, yeah, the Ukrainian church was there, so they probably had some people that could they could share with. Immigrants often moved in clusters, 
so that they had people who came from the same culture and they could understand. But that would mean be very hard. They had the neighbor that taught Nadia English. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? You're 10 years old or 11 years old reading an uh, ABC book. Trying to learn a new language. Right. That would be, I mean. It'd be frustrating, I feel like. I'm sure it was. I got really frustrated with, I can't remember the bully's name, but the two kids were calling her Hitler girl. Mm-hmm. Because she had blonde hair and blue eyes. And they're, they're like, okay. Is this something to really joke about? I guess you're kids, you do stupid stuff, but no respect for the fact that she's coming from nothing to try to make a way. Well, they can't know that. Well, they know she's an, an immigrant. They don't know that she's not with her parents, but they know she's an immigrant. She's mm-hmm. moved from Ukraine. And then she meets the boy. You Mike... got you to gotta figure out how to pronounce that one. My cello? Nah, it's probably a hard sound. Makelo? 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 I don't know. <clears throat> But yeah, it was nice for her to have a friend who understands, but he, he understood too well. Yeah. He was also a year older than her. Mm-hmm. So they weren't together in school. I thought there'd be more of the, he understood that their accents were different, whereas most other people didn't. They just knew that they're a foreign accent, but he recognized that. That hers the, wasn't yeah. originally Ukraine. Well, it was, <clears throat> it was tainted by something. Like, it wasn't right. Just yeah. It wasn't the same as her parents. And you'd think... If you just moved here, you and your parents would have the same accents. But it, this wasn't like a big mystery book. It was more about the voyage of understanding. So that's, that's fair. I wasn't disappointed by that. Then there was Lydia, the friend she meets in school. Mm-hmm. And she tends to trip, like she kept tripping up around her, calling her parents by their names instead of mother and father. Right. Because you get comfortable in a situation, you just let your guard down. Yes. And you don't want to live with your guard up all the time, but you ha- you kind of have to. At least for years until she, like until she's officially a citizen or whatever, where they can't come back on her. I guess I don't know what those rules are. I don't either. So, what did you think was happening as they started to unfold the different images in her head? Um, I don't know. At first, at first, I thought they were maybe just nightmares she was having, and then they kept happening consistently, and then started happening during the day. I figured there was something else going on. Just wasn't sure what. I think I was in the same boat as Nadia. Which I think was the point. You want to see this whole story unfold through the eyes of the character. But once you started to get a clue, did you did you know enough about history to understand anything? A little bit. Okay. But not enough to, like, put the pieces together completely. Right. So I didn't know about them taking children to be raised by German families. So I didn't even think there could have been a previous, previous life. I thought it was just about that life. I think I read a book another time about it, so I had some idea. Okay, that's fair. What did you think of what was happening? I assumed she was part of the German family. Just, it was going to be a question of, I don't know. I don't know. Why she left? Right. Why she, why she left? Or was she a stolen girl? Was she stolen from the Germans to keep her from being a Nazi? I wasn't really sure. Which was interesting, because you don't really find out until they put everything together in the end. About her and her sister. Right. Oh, let's talk about the sister. Larissa. So that's who she saw at the bomb factory that she was, she was there in the car and Mm -hmm. she saw the girl. Oh, could you imagine years later realizing that you were that close? That would be terrible. Right? And then like, it's going to take, this is before the internet. This is going to take massive research and time and money to find out if they're still alive. Yeah. And where they might be. 
There's two other books make that are in this group, Making Bombs for Hitler and The War Down Under, both of which one of the main characters is Larissa. And that's, that's why I said the books that you have re- you have here that you're not allowed yeah. to read yet. Which is interesting. All right, so the end of the book, she's helped by uh, Marissa to, to kind of walk through all the things and put pieces together to come up with the whole story. Yes. How would you react to learning you are not who you thought you'd be? Or thought not who you thought you were? It would be terrifying. It's like, you think you know who you are, and then you find out something that puts a kink in that. And it almost be like you have to rediscover who you are again. Yeah, it under it re- removes the foundation of everything. Even if it's something tiny, but something as big as that would be hard. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Oh, I understand. I didn't even have a clue anything was coming. And I found out I was adopted. It it threw me for a loop. Now, I was adopted within family, so it's not like I was a stranger. You know, or a, a refugee. But... To suddenly find that out that your whole world is not what you thought it was, it's unnerving for a minute. So you can, it's almost like, almost like getting spun around in a circle. You're, you can't find your bearings. You're not sure what things are going on. So it would be, I mean, it would be a, a weird situation. And I wonder how many kids were young enough that they don't even know it happened. Especially now. Or even the ones that survived and were raised by the German families. I just don't know. Like, you suddenly do a DNA test and find out you're not related to the rest of your family. Like, with everyone doing 23andMe and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, there's probably these stories unfolding in ancestry searches where you find out, oh, you're not really who we thought you were. <laughs> I always wondered why you, everyone else has black hair and you have blonde hair or something like that. I mean, that would be very odd, especially something as big as that. Right? Something that huge, especially if no one ever told you. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're looking forward to reading the second book? Yes, I uh, am. Obviously, you liked it enough to do that. Man, I just wish these were on audio. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're too short to be on audio. It'd be like two-hour audio. Yeah, but there's books like that. It's just a couple CDs. It wouldn't be bad. I just, being able to sit down and have, well, you know what, for Lent, I'm going to turn off the TV during the week. I'm probably going to need more reading material. So if it's worth it, let me know, and I'll read the second book. <laughs> it's the same thing you said about Giver, yet I didn't end up reading the second one of those. Yes, I did. I read, you were the second ga- one? I read Gathering Blue. Oh, I didn't then. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what's the third? I don't think I read the third one, but I read the second one. Sorry, Lois Lowry. I'll get there eventually. All right. Anything else? No, I think that's it. All right. So next month's book, this is this book, this episode releases in March. So April, April's book is going to be The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. Which you said you had told me about. I'd actually never heard of before, but I did learn something about it already. Is S.E. Hinton is apparently a woman. I was the one that told you that. I know. I did not know that. And I just made the assumption, bad on my part, that a, a book about gangs and looks like all guy gangs based on the cover. I mean, I guess that's the point. That's why J.K. Rowling did J.K. Rowling instead of her name. It'd be interesting if, if, that, was a, if that was the intentional decision or the reason behind it. We should reach out and just ask. Or do some research and find out. Anyway, The Outsiders. We've heard good things about it. A little more of a classic book. And we're going to go ahead and read that. With the movie? We'll see. We'll see about the movie. (laughs) We'll see about the movie. (laughs) We'll see about the movie. We'll do that for, what are we doing? March? April. 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 And then May and June. 
sorry, no, just May, and then we're on, and we're on season break for the summer. So we'll probably republish some older episodes. Just if you, if there's anything out there for people to listen to, keep that moving. And then we're going to be asking everybody out there to tell us what books to read for season three. We uh, obviously we've gone through all, a lot. We still have a lot of ideas, but we're interested in what everybody else wants to read along with us. What you want to revisit from your childhood and what you want your kids to hear and learn. I think if I had a, one more choice this month, I think I would do Indian in the Cupboard. <clears throat> I forget something that came up on Twitter today, and I realized that every time I look at the minute hand on a clock, I think of a line from that book where they said the Indian's um, breath moved like the minute hand on a clock. And I, th- and I thought, well, those don't move because they move so slowly. Unless you look closely, you don't realize. And I was so young that I didn't realize, of course, they move. They're not just big jumps. So every time I still think of that book. I remember remember it fondly. So maybe we'll pick that up for season three. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to share and subscribe. There you go. You got it. Happy reading. Yay. Yay.